Hi, welcome to the Crypto Lifer Show with your host, the Crypto Lifer, aka Sam Price. Here on the show, we like to talk about crypto gains, changing your life, saving money, and making proper financial decisions. We also like to bring in a high-frequency state of mind here and a collective that pushes you forward to help you find your own goals and helps you center your own chi so you can get where you want to go in life. Come on in to the Crypto Lifer Show. Okay, Brandon, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, yeah. I'm just so fascinated by Bonley because it's doing so many different things, in my opinion. You know, first of all, how did you get into this? You know, how did you get into this space? How was this uh, like your destiny? You know, uh, what made you go into the into into making NFT? Just blockchain in general. Before we get even into the next the next NFT thing that you're doing. Yeah. So, so like, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm I'm Brandon. I'm the CEO of Bonley. Just FYI. Um, and yeah, so how did I get into blockchain? So uh, I've always been uh, um, sort of curious about technology for sure. So I led a data science team uh, at my, my, well, my, where I spent most of my career, which is at uh, PwC. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. a, a roughly a team of, I started as just basically the guy getting coffee, uh, working in the basement. Um, so you've on, done things from the ground up, know exactly what it's like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, well, I started there, and uh, yeah, no, I ended up running a team of, of about 25 people um, across the U.S., and I had major clients like Microsoft and um, Citibank. So, um, but I've always been really um, curious about technology and where it's heading. Um, I got interested in Bitcoin just um, sort of as a speculator, so I bought my first Bitcoin in uh, 2012 off of eBay. So it was like $19, and um uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's not a safe way to do it. I don't recommend any of the, anybody listening to this ever, to ever do that. Yeah, <laughs> buy right. Bitcoin off eBay anymore. Um, but that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've no, never heard of anyone buying Bitcoin on eBay. You're the first person <laughs> to do that, so that's pretty cool. You're an OG, man. An OG. I have the space. wallet receipt. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so anyways, no, that um, so. Uh, yeah, that was before we. I even knew the possibility of the technology. Um, I've also tried mining through. Um, Know, using using products like BitTorrent over over the years, and then yeah. eventually, um, yeah, really starting to kick off. Um, you know, 2017 time time frame. I think uh, technology was super intriguing. Like it offered a lot of promises that were made, while the technology and the as, I think the the cycle was just overheated and and very heavily funded, and um, and yeah, so I pivoted away from sort of the corporate lifestyle into that. And then that's when we really started Bonly. So Bonly was about really taking digital assets in any form, NFT or otherwise, and making an easy way to trade between people uh, things that were natively digital. So uh, NFTs are just the easy one because it's all on blockchain as well. But what Mm -hmm. we're really excited about is all types of assets, including like things like Instagram accounts, things like YouTube accounts, um, you know, what you're streaming on right now. Like these are all things that are- So I was saying, um, you know, so the project is Bonley, right? Yeah. And and where do you see? And so this kind of is my caveat to my first question: is where do you see NFTs in the future? Um, yeah. Like, can you sell a YouTube channel? Could a YouTube channel become an NFT? Right? Like an entire, like, because uh, people look at this, right? When you first look at Bonley, right? My wife looked over my shoulder the other day. Say, what are you doing? Pokemon cards or something? You know? I said, no. This is serious finance. Like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're. I'll have the last laugh here. You know? You have no idea. Like. I could have a house on this NFT and you wouldn't even know it. You know, I could have the deed to my home, you know. So um, so people see art. They see, you know, they see, uh, you know, Pokemon cards. Explain to us 
how there's far more of a use case, how there's utility, um, kind of get into that. Like, cause even me, I'm still kind of like, I think I get it, but do I? Like, how can Bondly, how does Bondly become Bondly Finance, really? That's kind of yeah. the question, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we, we see Bondly as sort of the next generation of what PayPal has done. You know, they've done a lot in the space in terms of turning uh, payments digital. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is turn all, all assets digital. And the start is things that are already digital in nature. So you mentioned having a YouTube account. Uh, absolutely. So the payment rails that we're creating will let you do that in a very a much more safe way than most uh, most options that you have, and that's using crypto. But the really awesome thing that we think is happening this year that's sort of under everybody's radar is the fact that, um, yes, so having um, secure entry to a specific thing like a social media account, specifically YouTube, um, will be an NFT as well. So what this means is by tr by having that YouTube account in your wallet, you'll be able to, that will actually be your login. So only you and YouTube servers will actually know or be able to access that account. Um, and this is done in a, a few uh, few specific ways. And YouTube is a great example because it's not against terms of service to sell your account. So, um, so we think this is going to be a massive thing. So a lot of YouTube accounts that are really popular now uh, will look to this method and we'll list it. So you'll see this next to your CryptoKitty and your hash mask. You'll see a, uh, a YouTube account that you can actually buy. Yeah, and, and if you know it's gonna go up, if you, like right now, you know, um, you know, you think it's going to go up market cap wise, right? You see like, oh, market cap's gonna go up. You know, like I got into rebase token thinking the market cap would go up, things of that nature. So if you wanna kind of bet on a, on a grand scale, you could pick up a YouTube channel that maybe is niched in that center. Now, could you buy a portion? Could the NFT, could you yeah. divide the channel into tens, into a hundred? Could we Satoshi it, so so to speak, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so let me give you an example that didn't mm -hmm. use an NFT, and then I'll tell you why NFT needs to be used. So um, one of the things my partner, one of the um, YouTube accounts that our, my partner bought about 80% of the business, and we call it a business, right? Because honestly, it has revenue, it has customers, like a YouTube account, if you look at it, it's like, oh, this is like an entertainment channel. It's just for doing it. Actually, it's a business because there is revenue there. There's there's a lot of ways to use um, this as a marketing platform. Um, so what he did was he bought an account that specialized in um, car accident compilations, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So car accident compilations, right? So meaning like he, he the right, person who created the, the account just scoured the web for like um, – uh, driver cams and things like this and basically made these these compilations that show these accidents the thing is every single video made over seven million views right oh, wow. so my partner Harry found that found this this uh, this example and he's like I know exactly what to do so he went and basically bought 80% of the channel right and let the original creator keep 20 and then he's basically started paying the original creator a salary just keep doing what you're doing okay so then what we did was we were able to to find three different brand deals with guess guess what insurance companies right oh yeah because so what we were able to do because you can't actually monetize uh acts of violence like that right so the the, the um the account itself was extremely under uh monetized it's it's bad enough right now that if you get a million views on youtube that million is only a thousand dollars no yeah that, I, I remember that thousand i, I learned that like 10 years ago that it's about thousand even back then and, and, and it's funny you say that too because we're in a serious inflation tech you know and 
technically the channel a thousand a million views was a thousand five years ago you get what i'm saying like it has yeah. an increased monetary value it actually should be worth two thousand now i mean you know right yeah that's it, an interesting it, thing mm -hmm. it's it's ridiculous like um and the thing is right the only way that creators now on youtube especially can make money is that if they do integrated brand deals right and so this this was actually a very simple change so just by after buying the account firm uh, and then all we had to do is change the descriptions mm -hmm. so it linked and it was a simple message right accidents can happen to anyone get insured right so then it just came it just uh, referral revenue via these links uh, through the brand deal uh, we were able to generate oh like you know 10 to 20,000 per month amazing so, so this is the convergence that we see right of the blockchain stuff, which is which has been always been awesome, right? Always been very interesting, very um, a dynamic space. But then actually bringing in like assets that are valued outside of blockchain, finally bringing them on. So the the promise in 2017 is like, oh, your house, your car, your your watch will all be on the blockchain. It'll be amazing. Honestly, that's that's gonna take time. It will happen. They were mm -hmm. right, but the time scale's way off. What's here right now is this is Twitch, is YouTube, is all these things that are actually digitally in nature, and they're the easiest thing to start moving. So, um, it, my my personal opinion is, why have we seen such an amazing growth in NFTs? So we said this back in September that NFTs were coming, right? They were going to dominate mm -hmm. everything relating to crypto and actually mm -hmm. give crypto a use case, and then we're seeing it happen in our very eyes when. They sell hash masks for, you know, a hundred Ethereum, right? Unbelievable. Like, yeah, right. So we're seeing it happen, right? This is mm -hmm. not even the start, like the the end or the peak of this sort of buying habits. And and hash masks, like it's very cool, but it is a financial experiment, right? That is, this is not even taking into account real world assets that are coming in in NFT form. That are that are digital. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's like if you could speculate on something that's not even fully tangible yet. Imagine where we can go with bridged assets that are already connected. And that brings me to my next question: Is bridge mutual insurance? How did you leverage that? How did you have that partnership? Do you have more partnerships coming out on the launch pad? Everyone is a little excited about that. The river card. Um, I was like tempted to jump on it. I really wanted to. Um, I missed it in the middle of the night, and I knew. I knew at 1.4 ETH it was a it was a goodbye, but um, I just yeah you know, I just want you to kind of jump on that the launch pad how you're launching projects how you dealt with uh, brought into the the bridge mutual insurance partnership just unbelievable um, yeah yeah so I, I I got connected with Mike who's a, the CEO there um, earlier on through their mm -hmm. process so they've had tremendous ramp up um, and it, I think it's just um, it's more evident the fact that um for crypto pro like we had a massive hack today right i actually don't know the details of it but it's for mm -hmm. wire right mm -hmm. so what we're seeing is there's this disconnect between doing a blockchain smart contract audit mm -hmm. and then having an insurance relating to it right and one was ultra valued and then one was not valued very much at all and we're seeing this massive shift of being able to have a policy relating to a product that you're using rather than having to rely on a third party just to tell you if it's safe or not. Yeah. Because these are these are living, breathing systems, right? 
Mm -hmm. um, and new exploits come out all the time. So realistically, um, so that that's why Bridge Mutual is going to be core narrative for the rest of the year, for the rest of the crypto, mm -hmm. whatever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> I think because what, what, uh, as long as what, Ethereum is still a blockchain, which I think yeah. it will be forever, they're going to be relevant because honestly. Um, we're always going to need a level of protection. So everything we are creating, we what want to makes, Yeah, what makes them so bold? You know, because I'm wondering yeah. like, wow, like that, you know, certain people say, you know, the restaurant business is risky. This seems like a risky business. Um, what gives them this confidence to handle such a new space? You know, um, it's just, it, to me, that's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. But, you know, to think all new hacks can come out, yet I'm willing to insure you. You know what I'm saying? It's right. kind of like, wow, you know, um, I mean, I guess it gives trust to blockchain, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, I trust it immensely. But again, yeah. like you say, something new could happen every day. So how did they, you know, how did they make that their core business? You know, it's like it, to me, it's it's pretty bold. Yeah. You know, it like, is, um, and I think it's it's because of how it works in terms of the crowdsourcing the policy and everything. But that's something for Mike to get on your show. I hope he's able to totally to talk yeah, more yeah. about that. Yeah. But I would say this, right? Ian Arden is the CTO. Mm -hmm. He is a legend. He is like the most hidden legend in blockchain, right? Everybody talks about Andre, but mm -hmm. you don't you don't know how much of the infrastructure of Ethereum has been built by Ian Arden over the past three or four years, just yeah. quietly. On the law. And yep. this is part of the source of the of the strength of their platform it will be relating to um, his work that he's doing. Okay, so we have 10 more minutes here, right? Um, unless you're in so much in love with this, you want to keep going. But um, another idea we had was, uh, another question I had too, was I thought today when we got on the call, you might, and, and again, you maybe you're not a drinker, but maybe you would have some type of celebratory beverage, maybe a hat. Right. When I heard about the Logan Paul <laughs> NFT, yeah, um, unbelievable, man, unbelievable believable like that blew my mind like to me I, and then the fact that i knew i was going to interview like the next day i mean we made this interview a month ago so that was unbelievable um so the story is this has been going on for almost three months now this okay. um this uh, brand deal discussion and uh the fact is he is one of let's say five total major brand deals that will change the world of nfts that's what we're doing right now, um, because um, the fact is, um, the entertainment industry is changing. We haven't even started on uh, the music industry yet, or started revealing stuff around the music industry, except that we're making one of the first full NFT albums that's ever been created with the help of uh, Pelike. So that's basically going to set the standard for all um, all music NFT. Actually, there's an article in Rolling Stone today on their blog about this, right? Mm -hmm. About music NFTs, how this is coming, where this is going, right? This excites me beyond belief. I'm an independent artist. I have an album on iTunes, you know. Um, you know, when you're struggling to create revenue, when you don't have a team behind you, you know, you don't have a management, um, when you need to find other ways to create revenue, right? Um, right? And you know, the deals that artists are signing are just ludicrous at this point. Independent uh, kind of was the way, even five, six, seven, eight years ago, independent really was the way. And you're just, I look at you as like, you know, someone coming to the new world. Um, 
you're creating so much opportunity for so many people. Even if your project just becomes the the pioneer of multiple other projects in in a, in a in a sphere, a unisphere of just immense growth and creation, and where people can own their own creativity, right? People can like connect to the person that, and then actually give them rewards, right? Um, uh, like whoever got the Bonley cards, right? There's we're still getting Bonley airdrops. Right? Is that? When is the Bonley airdrop coming? A lot of people were asking me. I couldn't give them an exact date. Some people said this week. Some people said next week. Are you allowed to take? Do you know that date? Is that an exact date or? Yeah. So the the promise was the eighth. Uh, so we started with December eighth, and that's when the airdrops have been happening. So the, mm -hmm. the numbers themselves are all over the place because mm -hmm. there's, there's different rewards for each. But um, but yeah, that's that's it. So um, but I wanna I wanna just like clarify your question and say yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Say Bonley is we are not in the business of short term, uh, short term hacks, right? Yep. Yep. But we're we're in the business of changing the um the the entertainment space and the mm -hmm. digital asset space. That's the business that we're in. We're in a long term. We are looking for uh bear market proof success, right? Interesting. Yep. And there is no bear market for Pokemon cards, right? <laughs> there's yep. no there's no bear market for um, you know, major, major label artists because they, whenever they put something out, people will buy it, right? And, that's and, what we're interested in building. And that's, you're right that in that we're willing to be first and take the punches, take the hits yeah. and get something out there and innovate in this space. We want others to copy us, right? We want everybody to move in this space. Mm -hmm. We want every independent artist, like you're saying, to have a chance to actually monetize Better than YouTube, better than the current options. Better than Spotify. Yeah, yeah, they're not good enough. They really aren't, man. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's that's an issue. It's an issue, and we put too much work in, and don't get to get properly compensated. I feel like, and if you do, you end up having to hold a Heineken bottle or go to a Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? You end up having yeah. to connect yourself to something that because hey, I gotta pay the bills. You know, like right. even Shaggy just did a Dorito commercial, and like I'm cool with it, but like I'm also someone who connects. Like, do I want my daughter eating Doritos? You know what I'm saying? Like, when do you disconnect like what you consciously believe in and a paycheck? You know, and I feel like NFTs will free people from having to make, I don't know, they'll be able to be more in tune with their brand, right? And not having to make, uh, not having to make, you know, uh, a change due to the money and where they're getting a check. You know, uh, right. last thing I had to slip in there is the Polka Pets. Polka Pets is huge. Getting very interesting. Um, kind of a Pokemon idea there, right? Um, oh yeah. And yeah, uh, obviously, have you been influenced by Pokemon? Um, I kind of know the answer to this, but just wanted you to talk a little bit about it and talk where you see Pokepets going, you know? Well, what's this game you've mentioned? What, what is this? That thing is beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is like, these are my props for most of my calls. I'm trying to explain uh, what NFTs are. Yeah, I'm you got to have something them, in your hand. I'm telling yeah. them this, this, on, this uh, only in digital form, right? It, it, this is a problem. There's a learning experience that's going on. So, Polka Pets, um, we believe, is the first real uh, successor to the monster monster game genre, right? That's what we believe. That's why we've invested so much to build a back-end technology for this. And then we have the, their team doing the work, like doing the design, creative, all the, all the front-end technology relating to the game and stuff like that. We've invested our time and um, our ability to build the whole crypto NFT backend for this because yes, we do believe it's a successor, right? The goal is it's not going to be a blockchain game that has 
things that resemble games that are off blockchain. The thing is, it's going to be a game in itself. Like, it's going to be one of the real things that just has a cross NFT experience, but is actually a super fun game that integrates in different ways with different things, right? So right now, the gameplay is honestly the collect the collectible cards aspect. And when we say gameplay, it's going to be things like um, participating in airdrop lotteries for other Polka Pets related things. It's going to be doing what we call the, um, what they call a pocket, uh, Polka Pets um, release, which is some people in the community calls it, call it the uh, Polka Pets barbecue, right? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. cart. Yes, where carts are, 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 uh, are burned and for the sake of uh, doing other things. It's a total meme now already. Like, yeah, but um, the, no, yeah. it's kind of the idea too, like why I like Tesla, right? Is you could buy a Tesla, but then two years from then you can upgrade the operating system and then they, mm -hmm. it might actually accelerate faster. Can you believe that? Right. Oh, my car can physically change. I don't even have to go anywhere. It's in the mainframe right now. So this makes an NFT like people. I mean, I don't want to put people's Mickey Mouse figurines down. I have a bunch of Legos right to my right. And I'm a big Lego guy. So there's my kind of connection to that. And yeah, they sit on my shelf, but they're they're only alive when I play with them. Right. Now, right. these would be alive in a way where they'd be always integrated into an ecosystem where they would be either getting burned to produce value or creating right. um, at, you know, creating an actionable event or getting an airdrop or being able to include yourself in an event, right? If you get this NFT, then you can come to this possible giveaway. If you get the, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, other, the other thing is when the games actually come out, so let's say you're, you don't actually want to, uh, you don't want to play the games yourself. What you can do yeah. is you can actually lend out your cards to another player. So you can earn passive income based Unbelievable. on yeah, just yeah. lending out your cards to people who might play in a tournament. And guess what? The cool part is your cards might go up in value because if it wins this tournament, for example, in Pets Arena, uh, your cards get marked as the champion cards. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. you all of a sudden create them into a one of one uh, moonbeam. Your moonbeam is a one of one because it's actually a, a tournament winner for a specific tournament. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Never to be re replicated again for that moment in time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the great part of, about dynamic metadata. This this about dynamic card stays this way forever. Right. There's nostalgia here. There's a reason that that's cool. Mm -hmm. But with polka pets, right, you can get stamped like like when you play the actual Pokemon game and you, you beat the Elite Four. Right. Your Pokemon get a badger on them. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing, right? Where we can literally stamp this card forever as a winning card. So it be basically creates another level of scarcity or never another level of um, uniqueness. Yeah, and utility. Yeah, yeah. And just um, with your last minute here, I just want you to say, like, what, what do you, you know, what do you want us to do? What can I do for you? Yeah. Um, what can we do as Bondly participants and Bondly supporters? And, you know, just... You know, what do you want us to do? Uh, what, what can we do? And and, and and if that's not even what you want to use that minute for, just let us know. You yeah. know? No, I think um, it's great. I think um, I think it's all about education, right? So this is a scary, weird kind of, uh, not scary, but I'd say like it's a different world for people. But I, I finally feel like we have the right conversation between uh, between people who aren't in blockchain right now and who are, say, we're using the word digital collectibles, using the word of like digital art, digital, like mm -hmm. we're just playing something. We're even looking for the right words or relating to it. But the concept 
is super easy for people to get. It's like, oh no, I'm just playing a new type of Pokemon, or I'm just playing a new type of Monsters game, and the reason why I like it is because of this, right? So instead of just saying, why is Bitcoin the real money, right? Which is a hard conversation for people to get when Bitcoin goes up 20x and then down to 5% yeah. of it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a much easier conversation, and this is what we want to do. We want to get people engaged. We want to have hardware wallets that become gaming consoles, right? That's mm. what we want. We want your ledger to become your PlayStation, right? That so you plug it into a machine or you have it on your phone, and that's where you're playing these games. And it's actually a seamless experience, right, between those things. Um, and, um, yeah, and that's the kind of cool, like, real-world adoption that we can get. And that's what changes us from being an industry that has like peaks and valleys every three years to a consistent going up, right? Yeah, because you know, like, and uh, just one last thing, what he's saying, anyone newbie out here, like, we will have a bear market, you know? Right. And, and you we're all running up here because this, the Bitcoin cycle creates the upswing, which creates the down. And, you know, Brandon, man, you blew me away, man. Um, it was even more than I thought it was going to be. Um, I wish you could look at my face right now, but I'll send you the link and um, hopefully we get to reconnect again at another time. Uh, yeah, anytime. anytime. I love it. I would love to get an NFT. I would love to somehow get involved with my music, with my channel as my channel grows. Um, I just, uh, I can't wait to see where we're bon in Bonley. One last thing is um, I have to ask just because it's cliche, even though, do you have any price predictions for Bonley? <laughs> is this is this enough for you? Yeah, um, up huge today. By the way, up huge today. One of the biggest candles it's ever seen. But um, yeah, man, off the Logan news, I believe kind of got people going. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you on the beard scratch. Well, thank you so much. I was hoping we would get one of those. That was all. I, that Renchi said, get one beard scratch for me if you can. So uh, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> And uh, right. you have a wonderful night. And thank you for sharing your time with my subscribers. And uh, to the moon for Bonley, man. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Peace, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the Crypto Lifer Show. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back with another episode. Stay tuned.